You may know you are listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Izzy House hosts a great podcast called the Space Marketing Podcast. Izzy, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. Space Marketing Podcast is where we explore marketing principles, strategies, and tactics through the lens of space. I talk space with some very interesting industry professionals about their challenges and successes with marketing in the new commercial space economy. This show is for business leadership, entrepreneurs, and the space curious. Wow. And where in the universe can people subscribe? All of the major channels. And you can also find it on MPN and spacemarketingpodcast.com. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hey everyone, you're listening to another episode of the All Things Private Practice Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Cassell. I'm joined today by Daniel Fava. He is the owner of Private Practice Elevation, web design and SEO expert. And today we're going to have a conversation that is in connection with creating really authentic content for your website, but also doing so in a way where you're not losing out on your SEO or you're not losing out on your Google visibility or search uh, visibility in general. And just the the basics of what you really need to have on your website to make it functional, make sure people are coming to it. More importantly, creating conversions where people are actually reaching out to you for appointments or consultations. So Daniel, thanks for coming on and making the time today. I'm glad to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Patrick. Excited to kind of continue a conversation that we had over on my podcast. Um, and we could probably link these two together. I think it'd be like a nice uh, little package for people to to get into. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I love like pod swapping with people when we have um, these conversations that are not only interesting, but useful. Because yeah. there's one piece of it, like creating the authentic content that I talk about all the time is a very useful um, strategy, but you have to marry it with also ensuring that you are doing what needs to be done on Google's end, right? Because like yeah. you need to know what Google's looking for, how to rank higher. It's a wash if you're just like, my content's great, but I don't have X, Y, and Z in the website and nobody is clicking, nobody's calling. And I hear that a lot from people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and just before we kind of get into stuff, I uh, just want to make note before I forget, you, the episode that you are on on Private Practice Elevation is episode number 140. It'll be live in August. So depending on when people listen to this conversation, uh, you can just go to privatepracticeelevation.com slash 140 and then you can check that out. But yes, like you said, you know, it's it's one of those things I see I see that sort of mistake happen all the time, you know, where someone maybe they spent a lot of time on their content, yes, and it and it reads well and and maybe creates that connection, but sometimes people kind of go a little too far and they can get, you know, extra poetic and flowery and uh, you know, just use words that are just not not straightforward. It's not very clear, you know, what the service is and uh, you know, who's it for. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point because I think when you get into that creative part of your writing, it's really easy to lose yourself in that and not think practically. Um, yeah. And I, you know, another mistake that I see a lot of the time when I'm looking at websites is like some people overdo the keywords, right? Like it's mm -hmm. like trauma therapy, trauma therapy, trauma therapy, like used in, a, in an entire paragraph. You maybe use the term like 10 times. So yeah. you really do have to find that balance where you are definitely hitting the mark, checking the boxes, really ensuring that, you know, the services you say you're providing, you're providing. But in yeah. addition, like making it relatable so it doesn't just sound like a walking DSM. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've got a few kind of tips and tricks that we that we do and we work with folks on SEO for that. But um, I kind of want to start at sort of the beginning when, when people are kind of when they come to us and they're wondering, hey, why am I not being found in Google? I do a search for either my name or the services I provide uh, in my area, in my town, city. Um, really, what is most common that we see is that they just don't have enough content to actually rank, to actually show Google that, hey, I'm here, uh, I'm an expert, you know, this is this is what I provide. And by that, I mean, usually it's usually it comes down to like landing pages, like service landing pages. So uh, a lot of people will just say, have one page on their website that says my services, you know, my, my therapeutic services here. Uh, and it's like, you know, a bulleted list of 50 every different things. Yeah. Account. Yeah. Like absolutely. Like every specialty, you know, every type of service you offer and how you offer it. Um, and so it's, it's a catch all page. And so what people sometimes fail to realize is that, you know, if you've got somebody in your city uh, that offers the same services, but they've got a landing page for each one. And it's like, it's so specific, like on every single, you know, you know, there's like every single landing page, you're talking to a different ideal client. And so like, you need the space to kind of explain that specialty or service to really hone in on the the challenges, the pain points of that ideal client, and then what it's like to work through those challenges, um, how you are an expert who can help with the, you know, with the with those challenges, kind of leading them towards that next step. So if someone else has that on their website, but you just have a bulleted list, you know, Google's gonna say, well, this person's looking for like specifically couples therapy in Atlanta. And I don't see that on your website. All I see is a bulleted list of all this stuff. So that's kind of like a on a high level, how sort of the algorithms are kind of working with SEO. So a lot of the times that's really the starting point is we kind of identify, okay, you just, you don't have enough pages on your website. So that's kind of like the number one simple fix that you can do is to make sure that you've got a landing page for each specialty and each service. Um, and that also kind of becomes your content uh, strategy and calendar for the future. Like you might have added new services. You might've added new specialties, got it, you know, gotten new training like EMDR or whatever it is, you got to have that on your website. You want that to be represented. Such a great point. Just real simplistically for those who are listening and are, are curious, like what would you say minimum amount of pages on a website? Because you're right. Sometimes I just see it looking like just one homepage. And that also includes like an about me, a bulleted yeah. list. And really no content to expand on uh, said bulleted yeah. list, right? So ideal world, minimum, what are we needing to have if we have a basic website up? Um, you know, it really comes down to the therapist or the private practice. You know, like a group practice is going to have a lot more pages likely because they've got so many different therapists or in different, you know, specialties and trainings, that sort of thing. Um, I mean, typically what we see for like a basic standard website that we're designing and developing is about five to 10 pages. Um, that can at least cover you if you're, if you're just getting started, you know, and, and it's kind of outside really the service pages or specialties. That's kind of where you'll have fluctuation, you know, based on what, what you offer. But aside from that, you know, there's always a homepage, about page, contact page. Typically we do an FAQ page that kind of just helps with uh, cutting down time on the phone when people are reaching out and asking you the same questions. Um, and so, yeah, I'd say that's like five to 10 pages. Yeah. So five to 10 is a hell of a lot more than one to two. Yeah. And yeah. That's what I see too often is exactly yeah. what you're mentioning of like, 
how come Google's not ranking me? How come I can't find it when I search for my name? And it's basically because it's almost non-existent, right? Other than yeah. the domain and a couple of pictures and a blurb about like who I am and the hundred issues that I work with. So I love that you laid it out that way. And I think that makes a lot of sense. So having a landing page for each specialty area. Now, here's the second part. When I do see people who have those things, they don't have enough content on the landing pages themselves. So it'll be right. like, okay, you do have the landing pages. You have therapy for anxiety, therapy for trauma, therapy for mood disorders, ADHD, therapy, whatever. And then it'll just be like a paragraph of, hey, I, I specialize in therapy for anxiety. Here's my contact and that's it. So yeah. when we're talking about having enough content on the pages, like I've heard differentiation in terms of like, 500 words, uh, 1,000, you know, at least 1,500. But in my mind, it also has to be captivating, right? Like it has to catch your attention. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you mentioned is addressing the pain points and the experiences and how therapy can help through those experiences because our attention spans are so short. Mm -hmm. And you might spend three seconds yeah. on a web page before you decide, eh, this is not the therapist for me and I'm going to move yeah. on to something else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of a good way, good segue into like what actually goes on these pages and that conversation that, that we had just about like authenticity being relatable to your ideal client. Um, and it's like, well, what do I really want to say this as sort of like the main headline to really capture someone's attention when they land on this landing page, you know, like typically you know, standard website design will have like a hero image. You know, that's what we call it. Like when you land on that page, it's above the fold before you scroll. Um, you want that headline to be really, really captivating. Just talk about, you know, very clear who it's for. But um, the other thing that happens is a lot of times people will write something that maybe is very captivating. And then when you kind of get into like structure of HTML and stuff, people will make that what's called an H1 tag. It's it's kind of a, the title of the page because, oh, that's the text I want to be largest. But what happens is that Google looks to those those uh, header tags, the, the H1 and then the H2 and H3 in a different way. Like instead of just using it as design, like we really want only one H1 to be on the page. So a lot of the times what we'll do is if you know someone works with our copywriter and they've got a great headline for that page, but it's not exactly clear, um, you know, let, for an example, let's use an example. If, if it's like couples therapy, it's like, um, you know, reconnecting or something like that, like something, you know, it's not, no one's going to Google that, you know, like reconnecting with my spouse, you know, something like that, but it makes sense. Um, or, you know, it's like, stop all the fighting in your marriage. You know, it's like, that's exactly where I'm at. Yes. You know, but that could be a, you know, a search term, but it's not totally clear about what the service is. So, we will often just use our, the styles of the website to make that text large, but then have a subheader underneath. And that's kind of where we hide that H1 that might say couples therapy in Atlanta, you know, or marriage therapy in Atlanta. Um, so a lot of the times when we're working to optimize websites, we're kind of getting into those headers and making sure that we've only got one H1. And then you want to use your, your H2s as the section headers as you're breaking up your text to make it really readable. And people, like you said, attention spans are super short. You want to allow them to kind of jump to the content in the different sections. And so what we like to see is just kind of a flow of really upfront connecting with that challenge point, that pain point, 
Um, and then having other sections where you're starting to explain, hey, this is what life can look like if this challenge was removed. Hey, this is really what this service is all about. This is how it works. Um, you're probably familiar with Donald Miller and like building a story brand. You read that book? Yeah. So that's been really impactful for me and kind of a, it's a really great framework if someone um, is just curious about how to structure a landing page. Um, we kind of pull from that a lot to make it, to help it be captivating and give you a flow for the content. I love that. And that's, that's really important to notate because I think, you know, for a lot of listeners right now who don't have any web design experience or knowledge, this process can feel so overwhelming and intimidating. Yeah. And that goes with SEO as well, because a lot of the times it's like, what the hell does SEO even mean? Um, yeah. Like when we're talking H1, H2, H3 headers, you know, it's, it's almost like a different language for some people. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of this gets lost, where messaging just doesn't get conveyed or portrayed in a way that wasn't, that was the vision and, and anticipation. And a lot of the times it's just like, I just want to get this done. Like yeah. I just need the website to be done. This is overwhelming me and frustrating me. And I think that's why it is important to have good web designers out there that people can trust and, and go to for these things who understand the industry. And yeah. another part of this too is like, I think that you can also, there are a lot of like little things that get overlooked, like not having enough CTAs or calls to action on pages, not having links that are properly working. Not yeah. having things that go directly to a phone or to an email or things that really make it easy for the client experience. And I'm always thinking about like user experience, right? Like someone's looking for therapy, they land on your website. How easy is it to navigate? How easy yeah. is it to figure out like how to contact you? Sometimes I've looked at sites where I'm like, I don't see a button to call you, to text you, <laughs> to email you. I don't yeah. see your phone number. Like it's hidden on down below and really small, hard to read text. Like yeah. you're doing yourself a disservice when you're kind of creating pages like this because it, it really is important. And then there's another issue that comes up is like people not paying attention to what it looks like on a mobile phone versus on a laptop computer and how yeah. it differentiates in the view. So like you'll see everything stretched and, and really murky and unclear. So like there are a lot of things that go into making a functional website that converts clients. And it's yeah. simply more than just nice quality pictures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. And that's that's why a lot of this stuff gets overlooked. Cause like you said, it it is so much, especially if you're if you're the one building the site and you don't have, you know, a background in web design, which most people don't. It, it can be extremely overwhelming, um, but you, you bring up some great points, you know, and, and, you know, about the having calls to action. I, I, the way I kind of look at it is with, as you scroll through a website, you know, you should have just very clear sections to it and it's okay to have a lot of content and Google likes a lot of content. Um, and, but I know that sometimes I'll, I'll consult with people that are like, oh, I'm, I'm a minimalist. I don't really want like a lot on the page. I'm like, okay, I get that. You're probably going to need to rely on some other means of referrals than organic traffic because you're not going to be relying on that content. Uh, because I think the fear is like, if I have so much content on the page, it's going to be so overwhelming. And that can certainly happen when you don't have that sort of design feel because you want to make those sections clear and um, kind of flow through and give people enough um, white space and breathing room to kind of go through the different the different sections. And like you said, on a phone too, as you scroll, you know, those sections feel a little bit longer, you know, because you, you're on a smaller device. So having, 
you know, when someone gets to the bottom of each section, having a call to action or just a button that's for them to take the next step uh, can really help increase those conversions. You're giving them more chances to convert. You're also, um, you got to remember that people don't take action the first time. Um, I'm not sure. I've heard different statistics, but I think the last time I heard it was like people seven to 12 times they'll visit a website before they actually like do something. So having those buttons very clear and they know people know what to do next for those times that they return just can help cut down on that time for sure. You may know you are listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Izzy House hosts a great podcast called the Space Marketing Podcast. Izzy, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. Space Marketing Podcast is where we explore marketing principles, strategies, and tactics through the lens of space. I talk space with some very interesting industry professionals about their challenges and successes with marketing in the new commercial space economy. This show is for business leadership, entrepreneurs, and the space curious. Wow. And where in the universe can people subscribe? All of the major channels. And you can also find it on MPN and spacemarketingpodcast.com. You heard her. Go subscribe. Absolutely. It's a great point. What are your thoughts on incorporating video into pages? Like we link a lot of YouTube from our YouTube channel to our website so it doesn't slow the website down. But we have videos because I have a group practice so we want videos of each clinician on their pages because it kind of helps highlight and showcase personality and and just allows the client to get to know a little bit more before they decide who to contact. Because I hear that a lot from group practice owners is like, I don't know how to market my therapists individually. They all have different styles. They all are trained in different things. They all work with different age ranges. So there are lots of little ways to set yourself apart to ensure that you're marketing each one individually and still sending a coherent message. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love video and I love just kind of how you described it, like how using video in that way to create that connection uh, with that potential client. I think it's huge because You know, people are showing up to your website in distress, in anxiety, in broken relationships, relationships on the brink, you know, and it's, it's especially for that first time person who has maybe never done therapy before, like you, you need to create a safe space starting with your website. Like you likely do that in your office and you kind of, you know, that presence that you have, but they don't know that they, they don't know what it's like to sit with you and talk, talk with you. And so having that video kind of invites people in as they're in that sort of pain slash research mode to find the right person, find the right fit where, you know, they're, they can kind of sit back and just watch you and connect with you and hear your voice, see your, your, you know, your, your, your body language and kind of feel the, you know, the peace and the presence that you, that you carry uh, that can really help to invite people in. So I I love, I love video um, including it. It can keep people on your website longer too, which is also another good thing for SEO, just keeping people engaged with the website, staying on the website longer. So it's great. I'm, I'm all for video. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. We have video too for like, you know, we're mainly a telehealth practice. A lot of people are like, well, how does telehealth therapy work? So we have yeah. a telehealth therapy page with a video that shows like, this is how it works. This is what it looks like. These are the, you know, common pitfalls or issues that you may experience. Don't, don't do telehealth therapy while you're driving down I-95 on <laughs> a beach vacation. Like, Things like that. Um, What about like a lot of people will say, and I'm not going to use names of businesses, but I got this 
website subscription from this service that costs X amount per month and it's one page and it's not bringing in traffic. Like there are a lot of those plug and play, like almost it's just a landing page, right? Like it's not, you're not doing yourself any favors when you're not creating and hosting your own website because a lot of the times you don't have access yeah. to transfer the domain. You don't have access to the hosting capabilities. It's not going to do much for you SEO and Google visibility wise. So yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, this is no better than just having a psychology today page. up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I will, I won't name names either, but there is a lot of duplicate content out there uh, on Google because um, we've, we've, worked with a number of clients who are trying to get off of those types of platforms because uh, they could be great for starting out. You know, like you, you have somebody else who can build it. It's a monthly subscription at a lower cost. Like, I think that's fine. Like you're starting out, you need to be online. You need to have a way for people to, you need a place to send people, you know, even if that's just connecting with new referral sources and say, hey, here's my domain. But over time, you'll probably outgrow that website and you'll want more control. You'll want to know what's going on on the back end and make sure everything is set up for um, for SEO. So when we move people off of those platforms, and this happened recently where a client was like, hey, what is this page on my website? Um, and basically, it's because we brought content from the old website and then redesigned it. So we took the pages that were there. And so we were just like, oh, that, that was just on your website, you know? And they were like, well, we didn't create this. And then so... I was like, well, this is, this is confusing. So I had to like kind of dig in like I was confused also. Um, and so I did a, I did a Google of the title of that page, Google search, and I saw hundreds of these same exact content. And so duplicate content can hurt you, you know? So if you are, uh, you know, working with a, with a platform or a company that is just using a lot of plug and play content, you have to go in and you need to edit that content. Like you need to make it yours. You, you need to make it um, you know, sound like you expand it to, to explain more. Um, there's even tools where you can use to re paraphrase things to kind of change, uh, the wording and stuff like that. So you, you do want to be very careful about that stuff. That's a great, that's a fantastic point that I hadn't even thought about is the duplicate content that could exist when it's on 200 different people's websites and you're searching yeah. for it. And then all of a sudden, yeah. like, oh, that's not mine. That's not me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to do anything for you. No. Um, <laughs> another thing I want to talk about, um, is the SEO piece. So we're talking about laying out page structure and the intentionality and the flow and, and the format and how important that is. Search terms in your area, right? Like you mentioned couples therapy in Atlanta, that's a yeah. keyword, right? So a lot of people are like, I don't even know what a keyword is or how to find it or what to figure out. And when we're talking about this, we're talking about what are people typing into a Google search? And right. because Google is the biggest search engine in the world for now, um, it's really important that you are going to have these keywords uh, throughout your website. And that is really specific to the clientele that you see, your niche, your audience, your target pop, like having those landing pages uh, connected throughout and ensuring that those keywords exist in your content. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of goes back to where we started, you know, in this conversation is like, sometimes people will just put the keyword everywhere and just like, you just repeat it. It's not very natural. And, you know, sometimes that can happen just because, uh, you know, we want to make sure that I mean, the keyword needs to be on the page. So you, you, as you get into this and you start to get used to adding keywords to your page, you'll, you'll find ways to make it sound a little more natural. 
Um, but just know that not every single instance is going to be natural. And so one, one tip that we like to employ that makes it so easy is instead of having just one FAQ uh, landing page, um, and you should have that, that's kind of general, frequently asked questions about my practice, but you can have tons of frequently asked questions about a specific service or specialty. Um, and so you're answering those main questions and it's usually just a section on lower down on, on the page, you know, after you've kind of done that identifying with those, those pain points, talking about the service and how you help kind of presenting yourself as the solution, you know, by that point, someone is hopefully already, you know, captivated, engaged. Now they just want more information. Like, okay, you seem like the, the right person for me. I want to know a little bit more. So like you said about teletherapy, online therapy, those questions like, what is it like to, to, to do online therapy? Is the, is the platform secure and safe? You know, like you're answering just those straight informational questions, but you're also repeating the keyword in the title of the question. And so that's kind of a natural way of just providing more information, getting the keyword on there. Uh, the other really important places are uh, what's called a title tag and a meta description. Um, each platform, website platforms such as Squarespace or WordPress has a different way of doing that, but you want to make sure that those are customized. So you've got your keywords appearing in both those places. We've already mentioned like the H1, the different headers, the different sections, um, that sort of thing. And then just kind of sprinkled throughout just like the regular paragraph text, um, you know, about seven to 12 times, just kind of sprinkle it in there. I like that. And that's, that's really useful for people who are trying to figure out how do I do both at the same time? How do I create something that's authentically me? Yeah. How do I include the keywords that people are searching for? And, uh, you know, it is very, very important. And even linking throughout your website too, like on your homepage, if you're going to share little blurbs about your services, then link that to that services page. Yeah. Um, and anytime, this is great for blog content too. So when you're writing blog content, you're creating blogs, Having those keywords, yep. having those uh, backlink to the services pages or link to the services pages in general, those are things that often get missed. And all of this stuff is just really important. I think you're creating like your virtual storefront, so to speak, with your website, a glimpse into what it's like to work with you. Why you? Because although I totally believe there are more than enough people in the world who need mental health support and they are searching for you you're not doing yourself any favors if you're not allowing yourself to have that message out to the world, to have that creative content, yeah. to, to really be showing up for the people who are searching for what you're offering. And it's a it's a unfortunate thing. And I think you're doing yourself a disservice as well as the clients who are looking for you if they don't know that you exist. And right. that's just the era that we're in. Uh, there's probably more therapists in private practice right now than I remember there being in the last five to seven years by far. And I think that's great, but you have to be able to show up on Google searches. You have to have a website that's functional, that helps you convert. Because I see far too many people spend an enormous amount of money for these websites. And like, yeah, it's pretty to look at, but it doesn't convert clients. And again, it's just about the formatting and the structure and the behind the scenes stuff that often gets missed. Yeah, yeah. You can end up sinking a lot of money into into a website investment and not be found. And and sometimes I will say too, that can be okay for, um, you know, if that's where you're at, if that's where your budget's at. And that, that happens with, you know, people that we work with, work with as well. So, you know, they know that their website just sucks. It's terrible. It's not professional. They need to get to that next level. So, but they're like, 
Yeah, but I don't really have time to do a you know whole SEO campaign and do all the optimization as well. My budget's a little low. So what I usually encourage people is get your website to that next level as best you can. Um, you know, work with somebody who knows design and the structure and and at least gives you that foundation. And then give it like a month or two, see what happens, see how Google likes it or doesn't like it. And that will give you more data to then work with to to start to dig into that. So we do that a lot too. We'll launch a website and then maybe two months later, we'll start putting together the SEO strategy for them. Um, and as we're building the website, you know, we're keeping in mind, obviously, keywords for those landing pages and just making sure that like the the the, the main base approach is, you know, in place, you know, having the, the titles and meta descriptions and all that stuff. Um, but then we got to understand competition and we got to understand uh, how Google likes what we did, you know, and then and it's really a a long term iterative approach where you have to look at your data and adjust things. And, you know, maybe there's a season where you dig into I'm going to write a blog post, maybe one or two every month to get more content on the website, get the website ranking for more keywords. And then you might hit a point, you're looking at your data, you're like, okay, I'm getting a lot of traffic. I'm full in my practice, so I can back off of that now. But you know that those pieces are in place. So it gives you that that freedom and that flexibility and that peace of mind knowing that people are still showing up to the website. It's great advice. Um, this is all really helpful. And I think we could continue to have conversations around this because you know, your website then coincides and links to your Google My Business that should be pretty identical to your website and service pages and landing pages and really offering descriptions yeah. and updates. So this is this is not a set it and forget it situation, but I do want to encourage all of you who do feel intimidated that just having a website being visible is better than non-existent. And I yeah. think that is a really important thing to remember when you're in perfectionism mode or it's not that good. My first website was fucking awful. And <laughs> I can remember it vividly. I paid someone off of like a local Facebook community who was just starting out and trying to get a portfolio together. And it was yeah. a nightmare to untangle, but it <laughs> existed and at least I could share it. So I do think that it's, you know, you have to have that landing page. And then like Daniel said, you improve, you edit, you hire people to optimize as you go and you have more resources. So Daniel, I just want to say thanks for coming on, man, and, and having this yeah. conversation, sharing all these wonderful tips and please tell the audience where they can find more of what you've got going on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. It's such a fun conversation uh, for me. I'm just kind of a geek with this stuff, so it's fun to dig into. Uh, but yeah, you can find me at uh, privatepracticeelevation.com. Uh, we have a, a podcast as well uh, under the same name. Um, but yeah, head over there. We've got lots of free resources and uh, yeah, SEO guides and uh, things to, to help you uh, improve your website. Cool. And I was uh, like Daniel mentioned before, I was on his podcast talking about creative and authentic content creation and copywriting. So we should try to uh, coordinate that these are going to come out around the same time. And that way y'all have a nice segue from one conversation to the next and start implementing these tips for yourselves and your websites and just being able to be found. To everyone listening to the All Things Private Practice podcast, new episodes are out every single week on all major podcast platforms and YouTube. Like, download, subscribe and share doubt yourself. Do it anyway. See you next week.
You may know you are listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Izzy House hosts a great podcast called the Space Marketing Podcast. Izzy, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. Space Marketing Podcast is where we explore marketing principles, strategies, and tactics through the lens of space. I talk space with some very interesting industry professionals about their challenges and successes with marketing in the new commercial space economy. This show is for business leadership, entrepreneurs, and the space curious. Wow. And where in the universe can people subscribe? All of the major channels. And you can also find it on MPN and spacemarketingpodcast.com. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.